Hey everybody, Dave Hagen here. Today I want to talk about trust-based success. What is that, you ask? We'll tell you today on the Financial Wellness Podcast. Welcome to the Financial Wellness Podcast, Dave's weekly message to keep you on your path to the financial success. Here is your host, financial problem solver and talk show host, Dave Hagan. Hey, thank you and welcome everyone to the Financial Wellness Podcast. This is David Hagan coming to you from beautiful downtown Van Nuys. Where is that, you ask? It's just about 30 miles outside of Los Angeles. And as I say all the time, kind of near Hollywood. So today I want to talk about trust-based success. And I've got someone with me on the phone here today. I've got Mark Given. Now let me tell you a little bit about Mark. Mark has spent the last 20 years as a keynote speaker and teacher and author. And prior to that, he was a CEO of a multi-state retail sales and rental company company with 47 locations. Over this period of time, he's spoken at more than 1,200 events or programs on his trust-based philosophy system, talking about leadership, sales, personal and business success, customer service, networking, and negotiations. Mark's also a prolific author. He's written seven books, including the Amazon number one bestseller, Finding My Way, Ernie's Journey. He's also the author of the best-selling Trust-Based Philosophy book series, and he's written articles for Online Money, Inc. Mark lives in North Carolina, and his wife of 41 years have five kids, four of whom are Eagle Scouts. So this is an underachieving group back there. Mark and I met at a speaking seminar a number of years ago, and we've just kind of stayed in touch. Most recently, I saw this blog that Mark did about the 10 things that he'd like to have in a perfect day. We talked about this in a podcast just a few weeks ago. Go back and check it out, everyone. But this led him to being on the, on the show today. Now, normally, I don't like to do interviews over the telephone. I like to have people live in the studio. But Mark's travel schedule didn't permit him to be in Los Angeles really this whole year. He's so busy. So we decided to do it over the phone because there's, there's just too much good information here to share. So, Mark... Welcome to the Financial Wellness Podcast. <laughs> hey, David, I'm so glad. I'm glad to be here with you. It's good to hear your voice. I'd say welcome to L.A. You're getting all the good parts, the podcast and some of the other stuff without any of the traffic. Yeah, amen to that. But I was just in D.C. this week. So, I, yeah, let's talk about that for a minute. I heard that you were in D.C. and doing some talking and, and teaching. How did that go? Uh, it, it, it went great. It's a very large event and uh, right in downtown D.C. at the Hilton. And uh, I was speaking on trust-based success. Um, it's, a, it's such an important topic now because the world uh, needs trust in so many different areas. In every profession and every organization, we're trying to build and maintain, massage, nurture, and, uh, and make sure that we're trusted. So, so I get called to... To come and speak on building trust in leadership, trust in selling, trust in personal success, and uh, I have a new book coming out on trust-based networking. So now I have uh, companies, organizations, associations, schools, universities, 
Nick Cohn have me come and speak on this important topic of trust. Ooh, I like that. We'll talk about that uh, uh, that networking here in just a few minutes. Um, but what I want to talk about right now is your book, one of your recent books, Trust Base Success, because I think that that relates to you know financial wellness, personal finance, and personal financial success. Um, and like I told you, um, I read your book. I've, I've actually I've read all of your books, and I love your stuff. But um, a couple of things jumped out at me as I was reading the book. The first was you have amazing endorsements. You know, um, Joe Theismann, NFL quarterback and a, and a well-known uh, motivational speaker, says if you're ready to achieve more success and happiness, read and live the strategies in this brilliant book by my friend Mark Given. What a great endorsement, huh? Yeah. Um, you know, I've been very blessed. Uh, my books actually have been endorsed by Joe and Brian Tracy and Bob Berg and Jack Canfield and some other people who have, um, just like you, they, in some way or another, they, uh, they found me or some, a friend of a friend gave them one of my books and they read it and, um, and they sent me these nice, um, endorsements. And so, you know, I, I just, I don't even, I'm dumbfounded by it because I, I don't know that, well, I, I, it's wonderful, and I, I must be worthy of them, or they wouldn't have sent them, but I almost feel unworthy of them, because these are some people I just have tremendous respect for. So well, if they say it, sure. I couldn't be more honored sure. that they would say it. Sure, sure. So. I, I think it goes to the truth of the message and, and the, the carrier of the message as well. But, um, I mean, these are heavy-duty folks. You mentioned Jack Hanfeld, co-creator of Chicken Soup for the Soul. I mean, he he's a thought leader. Um, so to have him, uh, you know, endorsing and saying good things about your book is incredible. Kevin Eastman, uh, who was executive vice president of basketball operations for the Clippers, um, you know, another important person in Los Angeles, especially, um, you know, so saying good things about your book. But perhaps the, the best endorsement, the cherry on the Sunday, if you will, for, at least from, from my perspective, Brian Tracy. Goodness gracious, Brian Tracy is saying good things about your book, and he's a giant in the speaking industry. I mean, I think of him as on par with Zig Ziglar or Earl Nightingale or some of these other people. How did you arrange that? Well, you know, the interesting thing is you and I met in Los Angeles at a speaking event. And he was there, uh, yeah. Yeah, sponsor, sponsored by James Malinchek, who was on... Uh, the Secret Millionaire, the ABC Secret Millionaire Show, yeah, and yeah. Uh, James is actually my coach. I hired him as a coach, and and uh, and the reality of it is, James has connections with many of these people, and he's really the catalyst that led my books to most of these people. So he's the kind. You know, it's interesting how how life works because when you build trust, my topic with people, and they are also trusted. When you recommend uh, to somebody that trusts you, they'll take a look. Um, it, it's really the same thing in your financial world that we we need to make good financial decisions to to build a foundation and and a life that we want. And a lot of those good decisions can come from people that we trust. And you know we don't want to be sold. We we need to be able to depend on people we trust. So much of this is a result of. Uh, sure, the hard work that I've tried to put in, but it's because somebody knew somebody who said, hey, take a look at this. And uh, what a great endorsement. Can't, can't get any better endorsement than that for somebody to say, 
he does good work. Yeah, no, exactly. I remember when I was sitting there in L.A. at this event and Brian Tracy takes the stage. And I go, whoa, there's, hey, there's Brian Tracy. That is really cool. That's that's a giant in, in certain uh, um, fields of thought. That's incredible. And, you know, he talked for a while and he says, I got to I got to go get on a plane. I have an arrangement with the airline when they're ready to go. I'm there. Yeah. And, right. And he and he left early and walked out, and I, you know we didn't have a chance to go up and shake his hand. But um, I thought that was really cool. You know, another thing that struck me about your book is it's extremely um, accessible. It's it's only like a hundred and eleven pages, and some of the pages are worksheets, and some of the pages have things listed on them that you want people to think about. But you're able to pull the information out of the book so easily; it's readily accessible. Was was that one of the goals? Um, actually, when I wrote this whole uh, trust-based um, philosophy series on trust-based leadership, trust-based selling, trust-based success, and now trust-based networking, I really intended these to be more like uh, books, a few books that I had read over the years that I was most impressed by and very influenced by, like um, The One-Minute Manager. You know, not a, not a deep 300-page, 250-page book, but it had very powerful principles – in a very concise format. Um, uh, th- there's a number of good authors. Even Seth Godin, who's a marketing genius, writes Love in, Seth, in, yeah. in sound bites, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I decided to write these books more in sound bites. So that so I call them proven ways. Other people call them chapters. And so, like the trust based success book has 25 proven ways. Most of these proven ways that I write about are only a few pages each. But then there are powerful questions at the end of each proven way because I'm trying to teach a principle. I'm trying to impress a principle. And then what's more important to me is, David, how are you going to apply it in your life? This isn't about me. This is about you and what you can do with it. And so so that's that's the whole format of each of these books. Here's the principle. Here's what I believe is true. Here what, here's what I've seen over the course of my life and my studies and my experience, and I don't need to. I don't need to to write a, a thirty page chapter to to impress that principle. I can do it in two pages and then ask you a good question and allow you to apply it to yourself. So I think probably more than anything, that's reason. Probably more than anything, that's the reason that these books have been successful for me because they're simple reads but there are powerful enough to apply them to yourself it's not yeah. about me yeah no, it's I'm, about the reader yeah yeah i mean i've started so many books well-intentioned and they go on and on and on and on about about the fifth example you, you just close the book and say well i'm going to bed you know it, it sure. just, just put me to sleep <laughs> so the, you know if it's short and, and and pithy and straight to the point i've always liked that and it, and it also seems to me that you go about this task from the perspective of a teacher and I think that that's important, too. Well, you know, obviously I, I speak, uh, and I'm fortunate enough and blessed to be out speaking somewhere every week. And uh, this week was D.C. The week before that, I was down in Florida and then Montana. I mean, I, I get to go everywhere. But the, but the real value of it is when I'm out, I'm not really just a motivational speaker. Certainly I motivate, but I'm there to teach to uh, to help people understand that the, the you know the great aim of education isn't really knowledge it's action and that's what I'm trying to do which is to create action or to at least be a seed 
a catalyst for people to, to begin to take action, something new to help improve them, themselves, their circumstances, and make their lives and their families and their communities better. Well, and it seems to me when you're gone, you're still of value to the community because you're leaving some some seeds behind, whether it's uh, your books or whether it's just, you know, some gem that someone who was listening wrote down on a little piece of paper and they think about over the next couple of days. And hopefully some of those seeds, you know, grow up and become full-fledged plants or thoughts or motivate people to do something in their life that really bears fruit. I mean, that's got to be terribly exciting for you to be able to do that and leave those things behind. It is fun. You know, while you're on that, the, on, on, since, since we're really talking about the trust-based success book, the very last proven way in the book, the proven way 25, is the four steps of succeeding at anything. And um, well, the me, reality of that is I that— got, I got the book here. Let me get there. Let me get to number— Yeah. It's 25? 25? <laughs> yeah. The, yeah, proven way number 25. Four, you know, it's, it's the four steps to succeeding at anything. And, gotcha. I and, see it. Uh, okay. And by the way, for the listeners, these are, you know, these books are available at markgiven.com. Okay, I'm at Proven Way 25. Go ahead. Yeah, so so the principle, I mean, this is decades of my life that uh, it's it's not really that difficult to, to move towards the things that you want to happen most in your life. The first step is actually deciding what you want because most people – can't they well they struggle can't getting by number one they just cannot decide what they want so you decide what you want you write it down you begin a focus of what what do i really want the why finding my why ernie's journey a tale for seekers is really about not leaving this world with regrets that was the one that was an amazon number one bestseller right and and the the, the reality of it is it's we just struggle trying to get past number one decide what we want once you decide what you want then you move to number two which is you create some kind of plan how do i get started we don't even have to know what what's it going to look like at the end uh, although we have we should have some idea of where we want to be a vision of where we want to be but once we decide what we want and an idea of what we're really trying to accomplish what's the first step What's the, what's the plan for the first thing we can do and so that we can get rolling? And then number three, then, is once you've decided, number one, once you've created some kind of plan, number two, then number three is we estimate the cost because it's always going to cost in time or money or both. Every time we say yes to something, we're saying no to something else. You know, that's the same thing in the focus of your world and your listeners' world, which is finance. Every time you decide to invest in something, you're saying yes to that. You're saying no to other things too. So you better be willing. You better be willing to make sure that you've done uh, enough searching internally to know it's the right thing. This is what I want. This is the decision I'm going to make to begin. And then you're going to estimate the cost. Number four then is to is to you know what commit to it. Once you've once you've made all those other steps, the other three steps. You just commit to it because there are always people out there, David, that will, that with good intentions, that will try to steal your dreams or take away what it is you think that uh, you deserve in life. And you do deserve. We all deserve to have happiness and success and joy. And and there are good people out there that will say, oh, no, no, you know, you, that's impossible. You, you know, why do you believe you could do that? So number one, decide, write it down. Number two is create some kind of plan to begin. 
get started, take action. Number three is then to estimate what's it going to cost me. And if you're willing to pay that price, then number four is don't let anybody take it away from you. Be committed to it. And, and that means even when we get in the dip and things aren't looking good, it's amazing how sometimes things can go south, but it's just temporary. And then we can, you know, we can push, push our way through to success. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's, it's really not complicated. It's just a four step process. Yeah. It's so, it's so interesting when I turn to this uh, proven way 25 in the book, I see that I highlighted it all in yellow. And I, and, (laughs) and one of the reasons is because, I mean, these are the, these are some of the things that we've talked about over the last year and a half on TFWP. That's the financial wellness podcast. And, and, And some of this is just basic stuff, but we present it in different ways, slightly different formats because it'll resonate with different people in different ways. And that's why, that's why I like the book. I mean, it's talking about, um, you know, success in general, but it directly relates, directly relates to financial success. And it's, it's not rocket science, but you got to keep saying it and saying it and reformulating and saying it in different ways until those seeds all become planted in people, right? It, it takes a different presentation for lots of different people. And then the more we do it, the more this information gets out there and the more people can have um, financial success in their lives, you know? Well, Um, you know, that's right. We're we're all going to make mistakes. We're all going to have challenges and that's part of life. If we're not making any mistakes, we're not doing anything. So, so the reality of it is, uh, we just don't want people. I, I certainly don't want to see people steal the dreams of, of your listeners. You know, for me, it's with my wife and I having five children, we meant to have those five children. All we ever wanted was for them to be happy and healthy and have lives that they could, that were fulfilling and complete and that they find a happiness, success and joy that they're seeking. And, and these four principles are the principles I've tried to teach my children our whole life that, you know, because they're not complicated. Right. We try to overcomplicate things and we don't have to. Financial success, financial wellness is the same the same way. We just need to have good habits, make good decisions and and stay, you know, stay with it. And right. don't let because our brain doesn't know the difference between a good habit and a bad habit. So we got to have good habits and press forward on those good habits. Yeah, I remember reading that in your book. I remember reading. And we've, we've said this over and over. It's simple, but so many times it's the simple things that are the most powerful things. And and that's why I like your book. That's why I think it's powerful. I think that's cool. You know, something else I liked in, in chapter 19 you talked about working on your life as opposed to working in your life. And we've talked about that on the podcast. And, um, you know, that seems like to me a, a really important principle as well. Yeah, um, you know, that's that's interesting that you would say that. I What I find in my perspective and just watching people, and I'm lucky enough to see tens of thousands of people every year as I travel and speak. And, and I, I take the time to come in early and I try to get to know people, even though I don't get to spend a lot of time with them. And, and what I find is that what people are really seeking and where they lack is because we get so caught up in working in the day-to-day of our life that we don't take the time to work on our life. And, and of course, you've read the book, but what that really means is that that means we have to read. It means we have to ponder. It means things that get scheduled get done. So we have to be more focused and have some systems so that we're not always just working on all the things, trying to put out all the fires and deal with all of the, the, the activities that have to take place during the day. But we actually take time 
to work on our life, our, our mental health, our physical health, um, uh, you know, our social health, so that we can have a, uh, a complete life. We can actually accomplish the things that we are here for because we are all here for a reason. So, we, you know, we're here to, to get to be the best we can be, and we cannot be the best. We cannot become our best if all we ever do is work in dealing with, you know, trying to overcome the challenges. We have to keep improving ourselves, and that's what working on our life is all about. And it, it's just a little bit of time every day scattered throughout the day so that we can have uh, mental peace of mind, physical, you know, health, uh, social health so that we're interacting properly in relationships and in the world and if we do that, if we work on our life, we'll have a much better life. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think a lot of this relates back very particularly to financial success, right? Oh, that's correct, David. Actually, you know, I, I, as I travel and speak to people I, and we talk about money from time to time, although that's not my key topic because I want to be well-rounded and, and as we talk about trust – but as it relates to financial wellness and, and, and your topic with your listeners, you know, we really, when we're out working in, in the workplace, we should be maximizing and, and make as much money as we can in an honest and ethical uh, and way and make as much as we can. If we make more than we need, we can always invest it for others or we can donate it or give it away. Or There's, there's people that can use an abundance. So financial wellness gives us the opportunity to serve, and and by by using trust in our work and our life, by the opportunity for us to make money and to build financial wellness, it just makes our lives better, but it also makes other lives better also, and, and a very important part of building trust in ourselves and in the world. Yeah, that's a very big and, and broad thought. I agree with you wholeheartedly. You know, in your book, you talk about the four stages of trust. Tell me a little bit about that. Sure. I can, I can do that in a, you know, in cliff notes. So sure. really I've spent my life studying trust and, but what was interesting is many of the books that I've read on trust were just on the concept of trust. We all understand we need to be trusted and we want to be associated with people we can trust. But the reality of it is that if you look deeper, you'll find that there are really four, four facets of trust. And the first facet of trust is what I call the grand opening. We're all taught in life. We were all taught that you only have one opportunity to make a first impression. Well, that's been studied. Um, Harvard studied it. NYU studied it. Other other universities have studied it. What what has the science behind this grand opening now is before we even have an opportunity to speak. When people see us for the first time, they are forming an opinion of us based on competence. Or care? Are we a good person? Are we a smart person? And their brain lights up. They we, they form that opinion in fifty milliseconds or less. And so, it, it is critically important in our lives to present ourselves our best all the time. So when I'm out there teaching the first facet of trust, I talk about this first impression that before we even get to speak, people are deciding: do, Are we competent? Are we a good person? And care that that that. Uh, that internal goodness is more important. That weighs on people more than competence. We spend our lives focusing on hire me, choose me, choose me, choose me based on a resume of skills. And the reality of it is most people are seeking whether you're a good, honest, trustworthy person 
first. Are you a good person? And then why? Well, and I hear people. I, I hear people saying, you know, oh, you shouldn't judge a book by its cover. But you know, <laughs> but we do, and we and I get and I guess we shouldn't. But the fact is, we do, right? Sure. And in today's words, we use a word word called profiling. And although that's a little bit harsh. That is the word that we use today, and the truth is, while while we're profiling, while people are profiling us, we're profiling others. So, in the first facet, I teach both the importance of that first impression visually, and then I teach the introduction, which is part of the grand opening. Because then, when we open our mouths, you know, notice when somebody walks in a room and you see them, and you think, "Oh, that's somebody I think I'd like to meet." Then the next part of that, of that first facet is, how do you do it? What do you say? And so often what I found with my children is it was very important that I taught them how to introduce themselves and how to to do that properly. Sure. So that's the first facet, the grand opening. The second facet in the, in the trust-based philosophy then is the, the facet about building rapport. And rapport is just uh, you ask more questions – then you talk. And re- realistically, people love to hear themselves and tell their stories. And so we just need to be good at uh, asking questions and listening. In fact, uh, I had my, on my website, there's an interview that, that I had with uh, Jack Canfield where he, he interviewed me about the books. And he said that his wife taught him that he could be more successful if he spent more time trying to be interested rather than trying to be interesting. And she wasn't trying to be mean to him, but that's true. If we spend more time trying to be interested rather than being interesting, listen more, talk less. My father taught me when I was young, what he tried to impress upon me, the 90-10 rule. You only talk 10% of the time, you listen 90% of the time. Uh, You know, there are book after book after book. How to Win Friends and Influence People talks about that. Dale Carnegie talked about that. So that's the second facet, which is the rapport building. The third facet then I teach as I go out and speak is the maintenance stage. Uh, that's the simple principle of being a giver rather than a taker. The world loves givers. They love people that are generous, that are kind, that are willing to serve. And and we we you know we are we shun right we we distance ourselves from from people that are takers. And so. To be more giving, and of course, people would. I I often hear the arguments of, yeah, but if I'm a giver, somebody will take. Well, that's true, but you know, from time to time, somebody you're going to run into a taker. But the truth is, David, when you run into those takers, you just don't associate with those people anymore because the world loves givers. So we need to be givers and and not takers. Um, actually, there's a great book on that by Bob Berg and John David Mann called The Go Giver that I would highly recommend. That that uh, that your audience reads a wonderful book, uh, and then the the fourth facet uh, of of the trust based philosophy then is the apology stage, and uh, the simple the simple principles on the apology stage is we all like to be right, nobody likes to be wrong, but no matter how you cut it, sometimes we mess up and we we make mistakes, we say things wrong, we do things wrong. So that the steps of an apology, I teach the steps of a, of an apology, which are recognize you did something wrong, admit to the person that you harmed, what you did, and how it might make them feel, so that you are are you know sympathetic and empathetic to their position. Then you you tell them how you you know how you will fix that and how you'll not do that again. And then the fourth thing is you just don't do it again, right? That's right, how you build right, trust. Right. So 
the apology stage is not really difficult except for the first piece, which is recognizing and admitting that you did something wrong. People struggle with that. You know, that we don't like to admit we're wrong. But right. so that that's really what I teach when, when I'm hired to come out and speak about the four facets of trust. I don't just talk about the concept of trust, but these four distinct principles of trust, which is how we how we do it how we create it, how we maintain it, and how we improve upon it. Right. So instead of uh, someone uh, paying you to come out and, and talk to us, you just gave us uh, the, the shortened version of it for free. I did. Thank I you. I did. And you know what? I'm thrilled to do it because, because that's, part of, that's part of building trust is you, you, know, you give it. Now, the truth is there's a whole lot more to each sure. of those four I just gave you the clip sure, version. Sure, 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 sure. You know, for, for each of those, there are are dynamic principles of, of of what you do and how you do it. Right. And so, when companies, organizations, when they hire me to come in, that's what I do. Then, as as I teach, what's interesting about that is I I end up speaking a lot when when it's a company that hires me in to to come in and talk about, let's say, trust based selling. I end up teaching some of these important principles because. They're not taught these principles in college. Right. They're not taught these principles in high school. Mm-hmm. Right. And many, many people are not taught these principles at home. So they just don't know. They've right. not experienced that. They, they know they need to do something better. They just don't know exactly what to do. Right, right, right. So there you have it, everybody. Uh, you know, the, the Cliff Notes version, if you will, of, of trust-based um, success. Hey, I've got one question I want to ask you kind of as a, as a final question. Sure, um, and we, we didn't talk about this ahead of time and, and maybe I'm putting you on a spot a little bit, but what would be the one bit of advice that you would give to our listeners looking for financial wellness or financial success? Is there one thing that jumps off out of your head? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's an easy one. Oh, uh, because, I thought that would be hard. <laughs> no, that's an easy one. Okay. Uh, you Let know, us have you it. spent, you spent part of your life, David, as a, as a bankruptcy attorney. And so my finance, my financial wellness advice to all of your listeners now and any in the future would be be conscious of what you really make, right? Of what your income really is and your expenses and don't spend more than you make. Right. <laughs> because it's so easy today. It's so e- it really is easy to get to money. There's credit. It's just so easily available and it's just so easy to get into a financial trouble. And the truth is when you're boy, when you don't have financial wellness, it's trust to have. It's it's difficult to have success in anything, and so I mean it, it affects everything. It affects our health, affects our mindset, it affects our growth. So you know it sounds so simple, but it's not simple because it's so easy to get into financial trouble. Focus on good enough habits that you do not spend more than you make, right? Or can afford to spend. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I can give any better advice than that. Good. All right. I think that, uh, that's something that Brian and I have talked about, you know, over all of the podcasts that we've done it. It's simple. It's not that complicated, but you've got to restate it. You got to think about it. You got to present it in different ways. And, but that, that's one of the more powerful things. I mean, we, we've said, here, financial success is a lot like a diet. You know, you you make a little more than you spend, and you you put the difference, uh, you know, towards uh, what you want in terms of your your overall plan, whether that's a house or retirement or or give it away or whatever you do. But um, having a plan, a very deliberate plan. But it, it's it's like 
with dieting. If you, if you expend more calories than you put in, uh, chances are, you know, you're going to be able to, to deal with health issues. Not always, but you know, for the most sure, part. Sure. So, but it's, sure. the, it's the simple thing. It's the common things that we need to be reminded about and, and, you know, keep, keep coming back to that. Now you told me you've got um, a book out there that's coming out just in the next month, success based networking. Is that what you said? Uh, yeah. Tr- trust based networking. Trust based networking. Okay, yeah. yeah trust based networking. Okay. Proven ways to stop meeting and start connecting. So it's the newest book. It's actually my eighth book out. Uh, it's the fourth book in the trust based philosophy series. I think it's going to be a, a good one. My wife was who's my, you know, she's, she's very honest with me and, uh, she, she obviously one of my editors and when she was reading through it, same principle, you know, there, there are uh, 25 proven ways, uh, just a few pages, and then important questions that you'd fill out that apply to you. And she, she actually said, you know, Mark, I like all your books, but this is the best of this is the best of all of them. I this is really important stuff. So I appreciate that. I and the truth is, uh, all four of those topics—leadership, selling, success, and networking. Uh, you know, the, different people would say different things because they need different things. But right. maybe my wife needed the networking concepts more than she needed the leadership concepts. But right. you know, I'm I'm grateful that uh, that I can keep writing and I will keep writing, and I'm grateful that these books have been so well received. So that book, it's actually uh, it's uh, slated to come out from the publisher at the end of May, and of course this year, 2019, and. Um, uh, it'll be available on my website, markgiven.com. And uh, before the end of the year, actually, all of those books will be available on Amazon. And then we will put them on audiobooks at some point. Uh, we have not done that yet. So those the audio listeners, I just don't have them. We're, we're, I'm putting the books out faster than I can get all the other work completed. But they will be on audiobooks. They're not on there right now. Uh, on today, but they will be sometime soon. So. Well, and one of the other books that we haven't even touched on um, during our conversation, and um, you know, haven't even talked about, is your your book on leadership. I'd love to hear more about that. Maybe at some point we could have you come back to the podcast and talk about uh, success based uh, leadership. I'd, I'd be thrilled to talk about that. Yeah. I actually get hired a lot for uh, organizations and companies to come and speak on. I just did a program in. Uh, Richmond, Virginia, as a matter of fact, just a few weeks ago with a, a leadership group uh, for some big association, and they have a yearly leadership training program, and they hired me to come in and speak uh, in the morning on trust-based leadership, proven ways to stop managing and start leading, um, and that was the third year in a row that they've hired me. I've been speaking on this a long time, although the books you know, have not been out that long, but wow. um Anyway, we so got to get we got to get you that. out. We got to get you out to the coast and and, uh, you know, we'll hang out and we'll do some traffic, you know, it'd be I'd great. Love that. <laughs> <laughs> so I would love it. I actually like L.A. a lot. I just uh, it's just the way it's worked out this year, the way I've been scheduled. I am uh, in a lot of different places, but I just haven't been scheduled in the L.A. area. Right, right. So what do we what do we take away from this conversation? It seems to me, first and foremost, uh, a fundamental pillar to success is trust. Right. Seems to me. And that secondly, trust takes focus to establish, maintain and, and repair. Anything that you'd add to that? Yeah, I would say good habits. OK, you know, we we uh, the reality of uh, building and maintaining trust come from from um, being wise enough 
to listen to our inner thoughts because our gut will tell us when we're out of line. Mm-hmm. And, the, and it goes back to where we started with, with the very first of, the, of this podcast, which was we can spill, spend a lifetime building trust and we can destroy trust in just a moment when we're unwise or foolish or selfish. And so, so I would uh, certainly hope that we get those feelings, those internal feelings. And when, when we're doing right, when we're doing wrong, we need to listen to those. And that's how we build and maintain trust. Very cool. Very cool. Well, thank you very much, Mark Given, for spending the time with us today. Uh, you know, a, a well-known keynote speaker, teacher, author, uh, friend. It's it's really been a gas to be able to spend some time and 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 talk about these topics and um, set up something maybe maybe in the future. I'd love that. Thank you, David. You're doing great work. Hey, thank you. Hey, everybody. This is Dave Hagen, and you've been listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast. You've been listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast, Dave's weekly message to keep you on your path to financial success. If you have a question that you would like Dave to answer on the podcast, go to thefinancialwellnesspodcast.com. You can leave an audio message with one click of a button or type your message into the question box. Either way, it's sent right to Dave's phone. Remember, Dave will randomly draw from the submitted questions and pick the winner of a free one-hour personal conversation with Dave to help you achieve your financial goals. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you receive the new episode notifications or share the podcast via the app with your family and friends. This is your announcer, Nick Appel, wishing you every financial success.